Hello everyone and welcome to Flawless, a music podcast. My name is Liam and I'm here with my co-host George. Hello Flawless fans. Every episode of Flawless, we host or a guest nominates an album that they think is flawless and we discuss how they discovered it, what they love about it and what makes it flawless for them. We have a Facebook group, it's called Flawless Friends and Family and it's where we discuss all things music that we love and that you love and we post in there about upcoming episodes and what albums are nominated. You can find the link in our show notes. And you can also say... Hey, wait a second. We did not love your result of that flawless episode. No, you can call us nonsense poo-poo heads and yeah. say you got it all wrong. You could. Just like George is, does to me all the time. I do. I, I call Liam a poo-poo head um, or other such words. Yeah. Uh, but no, usually I just go, oh, Liam, you did a Liam again. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's fine. Doesn't feel fine, but that's okay. We also, and of course we have a Patreon. You can back us from as little as $1 a month and you get early access to our episodes, access to our bonus episodes and that warm, fuzzy feeling inside that you're helping us spread the flawless love. And you can find that at patreon.com slash flawlessamp. You did not say that with an ounce of love. Oh, sorry. You said you can fuzzy feeling inside. Fuzzy, fuzzy, it was fuzzy, honestly, warm, fuzzy feeling inside. Like I know you're reading from the a piece warm, of paper. But... Fuzzy feeling inside wow, that, that you paper. are helping us spread the love. Yay! That better. Yeah, it's much better. Thank awesome. you. So I am hosting, but it is not my turn to nominate an album. Gosh. We, we have guests. Plural. Would you like, plural guests. Would you like to introduce yourselves? Yes, um, hello, my name is Connor Harris and I am the drummer for the band Mount Nadir. I'm Jake Mallett and I am also I'm also from the band Mount Nadir. I'm not the drummer, but I am the drummers. bassist. Yeah. We've got the low-end theorists. Yeah. Yeah. I love bands with double drummers. There just needs to be more double drum bands. I just more double say. drums. Oh, if you, or it, you could yeah. be Tilly on the wall and have a tap dancer on your soundboard. Yeah. If mm-hmm. you saw me drum or you saw me tap dance, you <laughs> might not agree for me to be the second drummer, but... <laughs> You know, we could do something there. But we've got the rhythm section of Mount Nadir. Yes. We have the rhythm section of Mount Nadir in the building. Yeah. That's exciting. So you are, can we stream you? Can we yeah, what kind of you? stuff do you do? You can definitely stream us. Yeah, uh, we're on all streaming platforms, all, all I believe. All streaming yeah. platforms. Yeah. got three songs out. EP is soon to be out. Nice. Uh, so you got yeah. any shows and stuff coming up? We're playing a show 22nd of April on Saturday. Okay. This, this won't be out by this then. Might no, not, like, this might not be this out. Is like so four that, weeks in the past. Can I come, though? Yeah. Yeah, of course. I can come. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I have We're... a future plan. <laughs> no, no, yeah, definitely which come. is a past yeah. plan by the time everybody hears this. Yeah, but I have a past plan. It George, was great. It George was did or did not go to that gig. Yeah, it was such a good show. <laughs> we might as well um, might as well plug... Uh, Furthest away gig, which is July first. So if there's that, if that episode yep. is out by then, yeah, yeah, then yeah we def- definitely will be by then. Yeah, we yeah. might not have even announced it then, so this, this could be like an exclusive. Wow, <laughs> yeah. we love exclusives. July first. Where? July first. Bearded Lady. Okay, nice. Bearded Lady, love that place. West End. Yeah, West that's the one. Yeah, great I used venue. to play yeah. there like as a house band. Yeah, in yeah. a folk band, but anyway, <laughs> I mean, I'm like not... a house, like a doof doof. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, not a like, doof doof yeah. band. Like we used to just play like all the time, like on a Saturday afternoon because we were inoffensive. Yeah, because yeah. we were just like folky country, and um, we had two pretty girls in the front, yeah. and so they were like bearded lady used to bring us in all the time just yeah. to play inoffensive music at the front, just so they could say that they had live music, quote unquote. However, you guys play real music. Um, and Mount Nadir is spelt Mount N A 
D-I-R. N-A-D-I-R. That's the one, yes. So you can find you on Facebook and Instagram and all the usual places. Yeah, yeah so we'll Facebook. links in our show notes and stuff. Yeah, Facebook, we're M-T-N-A-D-I-R. And then Instagram, we're M-O-U-N-T-N-A-D-I-R. Which we didn't do to confuse people. <laughs> it was just M-T and the deal was already taken by someone. So we went with M-O-U-N-T. Just we just, will be yeah. suing them. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Fair enough. Cool. All right. Would you so like to tell us? So we've got worthy guests. Yes, we have musicians. We've got actual Brisbane musicians. Music they're, royalty. They're young people too. They are. It's been freaking me out a little bit. They've been here around for a while and I'm just like, I know it's past so their old. bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> it's past my bedtime. <laughs> uh, would you like to tell us what album you're nominating today? Uh, this one is uh, Twin Fantasy by Car Seat Headrest. Great work. Thank face, you. For face to face. Well, yeah, so it's the, the face to face version. Yeah, yeah. Yes, which, is, which is important version. because it is important. There was a self-recorded version. So yeah. this is this album. It's a weird one. Verges, verges on not being able to qualify to be nominated because it's a covers album. Because it's a fa- because it's like so. What we do is we're looking for albums, so we don't do like soundtracks, compilations. Yeah. Stuff. Someone had to sit down. And go. This is an album, or someone, or some people had to sit there. This is the album. This is the one I want to put out. It sounds like this. This is the track order. These are the songs. Here it goes. This one covers. I hadn't thought about it as covers, but it kind of is. But it's a second shot at an album. It's, a, it's yeah. like, and yeah. I, and I know he didn't change a lot of things. Like that he could have. He didn't go. Oh, I didn't like the track order. After all, so I changed the track order or changed the lyrics. That's sort of, like it's the same, However, quote unquote, the same songs. I am going to counter. A previous episode where we did um, the really funky um, band that do cheerleader chants um, and have a song called Grandmaster Flash or something like that, um, and it's gonna come to me. Okay. So it, they had they basically created an entire album of samples, and then they had to re-record all of their samples in order to turn it into an album that they could release. Was that Fun Love and Criminals? No. Because they, they, they kind of had like to do a, a bit fun, of that. Fun dance, and they've got an African-American singer. Um, really go well. Team? Go Team! The Go Team, yes. Yeah, the Go Team, yes. So the Go Team had to re-record their entire album because all their samples were robbed. Like, were robbed. Yeah, um, they weren't allowed to use them. So, and we still did the episode. Yes, so we're doing the episode. It hasn't. But tell us about Car Seat Headrest. So my first experience with Car Seat Headrest was the, I think the third or fourth track. I think it might be third, but don't quote me on that. From Teens of Denial, which mm-hmm. is another one of their albums. Destroyed by Hippie Powers. Nice. And yeah, so I've heard that one and then I loved it. Showed it to one of my friends. He's like, yeah, I love that song too. You should check that out. Check that album out. And I feel like at the time they had a lot of their older lo-fi stuff, but the two albums that were like the ones that were like big been done in the studio all of that was teens of denial and the 2018 twin fantasy and i probably teens of denial was the one that i kind of probably rocked with first and i was like 
really into that and that was the one and then eventually i started delving deep into twin fantasy and for me i feel like that's the one that like as a project as a whole is just like yeah insane yeah cool and how did you get into car seat headrest um how did i get into car seat headrest uh i think i think I initially heard the song uh, Drunk Driving Killer Whales, which was mm-hmm. also on Teens of Denial. Yep. And uh, I was listening to that for ages. And it was then that I delved into um, Twin Fantasy right after. Um, and I thought I had a bit of an opposite um, uh, kind of path through it where I was listening to that album way more than Teens of Denial and thought that was their best album through and through then i changed my opinion to teens of denial but now <laughs> recently i've come back on board right. for <laughs> fantasy, so yeah you could almost you could throw both albums in there yeah, both yeah. so incredible to me yeah, yeah. It's, it's so a bit of a description just so people don't understand what's happening here so will toledo is essentially he's the lead singer of the band car seat headrest but when he first started out he was car seat headrest on his own he played all the stuff did it all himself recorded it all himself did it all in lo-fi put out Four albums in one year, 2010, just called one, two, three, and four, and then put out four more albums over the next few years as well. Touring and stuff, he always had a band with him, never really settled on the one band. He always was changing people up, you know, people fall in, fall out, do whatever. Mm-hmm. And eventually he got to a point where, and I think it was people around him like, dude, you've got to, you've got to settle, you've got to settle down. You got to mm-hmm. pick a band, settle down, live life in the suburbs, picket fence the whole lot. So he picked the guys that he's got on this album which is Sean Dolby on bass Ethan Ives on guitar and Andrew Katz on drums and I think the first album they played on was Teens of Style which was the ones before Teens of Denial so before that it was just all of them and so yeah so they put out Teens of Style Teens of Denial and then he was like well I guess we can go back and re-record Twin Fantasy which he'd put out as a solo group project in 2011 Mm. and so they sat down and they re-recorded all the parts with the band actually playing and a proper studio and a proper mixing and mastering and everything and that's why this album and that's what this album is so that's the one you've nominated and i did not know any of that and i right. thought he played all of it oh this album yeah no yeah no so he used to up until two albums before this because he all is him. a multi-instrumentalist yes he can do it all and up until that point he had done it all so he had written it all and someone else played it and on the first version of this album he played it all Okay. And then that he was like, okay, now that I've got a real band, let's yeah. re-record it. So it's. So look, have you guys listened to the one that he did yeah. all the song? Yeah, the one is that sounds much, like it was recorded on a phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, it's very like yeah. lo-fi. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah it's super. Okay. So yeah, so it's as far as I didn't listen to the whole thing in the trailer, but as far as I can tell, it's mostly the same music, the same melodies, the same lyrics, mm. all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Just recorded with all four parts you know done yeah. by the different people that sort of thing because yeah the the original twin fantasies album was him um that's where the name car seat hairdress came from i mm-hmm. believe was that he was just in his car uh just screaming out all these angsty uh you know teenage <laughs> lyrics um and he actually recorded that um album in his car oh, yeah. with the lyrics anyway the, yeah the vocals the vocals yeah and um yeah, so that is that and is why it he recorded the rest the in his parents' house um, um, in suburban Virginia and his own dorm room. Mm, in the, the old dorm room, covered recording. He wrote it when he was nineteen mm-hmm. years old. So, like, I think back to when I was nineteen, and I'm like, what a fucking disgrace <laughs> of a human I was at yeah. nineteen when he's already put out. 
um, like he put out like this nine was... things online. Yeah. And then. So Twin Fantasy, the first version was his sixth album in so two years. So Matador. So we know mm-hmm. we love talking we do about love Matador. labels. Yeah. Um, Matador founder Chris Lombardi signed him within a week of listening to his Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. So um, Matador, for context, are. Bell and Sebastian, Queens of the String Age, Arab Stripe, Boards of Canada, Interpol, Pavement, Dizzy Rascal, which was like <laughs> an edge case, um, <laughs> Modest Mouse, <laughs> Mogwai, Pretty Girls Make Graves, who I love too much, um, even did like Teenage Fan Club and Sonic Youth, Dalek, Lou Reed, and fucking Sleeterkinney. So Matador is a band, is a record label that I love and adore. George, Hello. had you heard of Car Seat Headrest before the name got dropped in and or heard any of their music? I would like to signify to the listeners that I have a very solemn look on mm-hmm. my face. Okay. Because no, I had not heard Car Seat Headrest, Twin Fantasy, nor any other album mm-hmm. of his prolific back catalogue, despite him being on Matador. Yes. And despite this coming out in 2018. So this was a complete new listen to me. Oh, nice. So, yeah, I was a bit pissed. <laughs> um, but, yeah, complete new listen. Liam, cool. yes. you heard Cuffin I did, Pepper? yes. So I think I had a similar experience to you guys because um, Teens of Denial, I think it might have been Vincent started appearing on my Spotify oh, playlist. Yeah, Such yeah. a great song. Yeah, um, yeah so, yeah couple of songs from the teens of denial started showing up yeah grabbed that album loved it listen to this one i must have listened to it at the time but i have no memory of reacting to it whatsoever so when i was listening to it now i was like i kind of remember hearing these songs before yeah. but i couldn't Did i got into specifics it? not this one teens of oh. denial i definitely do and oh, it was okay. probably like one of my favorite albums of that year 2016 the, I think the year I got into them, which I think was 2019. Yeah. I could be wrong. Either they came that year or the year before. And year I before. Like, yeah, yeah, and I missed March, them. So I was March. like, shit, if I had been into them like a year before, I would have been able to see them live. But yeah. Oh, bummer. Mm. How about yourself? You wouldn't... You no, I've never no. seen them live. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, I have seen them live. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've heard yeah. a lot of Yeah, I think because he's definitely one of those sort of auteur... Yeah. Can have a good night, can have a bad night, kind of guys. Yeah. But he, yeah, he played. They played down at the Triffid in March 2018. Yeah. Um, off the back of this album coming out, and so it was more of this album than Teens of Denial. But yeah, it went along great time. Yeah, everybody sung along to a couple of the tracks off here, like the, the My Boy, the Twin Fantasy. Everyone's just like singing along. Yeah, yeah. it was really cool. Um, but yeah, they put on they put on a good show. That would have been sick. Which was I'm really jealous. Cool, which was really I can cool. imagine it's an epic show. So yeah. Like, I'm, yeah, like, really annoyed that he lo- I've he, not... He loves his big mammoth constructions. We'll obviously go into the individual songs soon. Yeah. But he just has that that idea of, like, this is what you would, not quote-unquote, normally do with a song or this is what you would normally finish it or start another song or whatever. Yeah. He just has no interest in... He's just like, I'm happy with my big mammoth constructions. The same on Teens of Denial as well. He's got a few, like, really big songs on there. Yeah. 
So yeah, it works really well. So the student chart, but on Pitchfork, it's 8.6 out of 10. Guardian uh, gave it 4 out of 5. Uh, Metacritic is 87%. And all music is 4.5 out of 5. But you didn't chart, to my knowledge. No. Anyway. And as I will reiterate, he wrote it when he was 19. Mm. And I am pissed. Yeah. So I think it's... That idea with that, where it's, that I spoke about before about whether or not it could qualify as being nominated. I think the fact that they kept it the same songs in the same yeah. order with the same lyrics and the same instrumentation yeah, helps. Because yeah. if they were like, oh, we've redone the album, but we've decided actually this is a better track list and this song sounds better and I took that out of this song, then mm-hmm. that would be like, okay, no, now you're, you're having a second bite of the cherry. But I think the fact that it was just like, no, no, we just want to make it sound better yeah. and sound proper, I think. I yeah. don't think Will would have let them change anything. No, that's what I mean. His intent was to re-record, not in yeah. quote unquote improve on it. He was just like, I just want to make, we just want to make the same album yeah. again. And I had heard rumors that he was actually going to do that on a bunch of his back catalog as well, which he hasn't done so far because they did another album in 2020 that keeping wasn't it, that. Keeping the door less, making a door making less a door less open. Yeah. yeah. So I think, um, but I'd heard rumors at the time that yeah, like his one, two, three, four. He was going to go back with the full band yeah. and re-record and re-release those, but so far this is the only one that he's mm-hmm. done that with. It's, it's very um, divisive with a lot of the fans. I know a lot of the older fans just only like that 2011 version mm-hmm. and whatnot, but I do think me coming in later, I've just the 2018 version is, and it kind of it does it is simple, but it just it sounds better. Mm. I think um, I think yeah the. It's an album that deserved the production that mm-hmm. it got uh, mm-hmm. with the 2018 version. Yeah. Um, and I can he definitely did a see... lot of the production himself. Yes. Yeah. You're yeah. pretty sure yeah. he mixed like, it as he, well. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. he does like, yeah. all of that. So he is one of those, um, there's a word for it where you were just like completely competent in every musical instrument and you just hear the music and can play it. Mm-hmm. And so there's like a... Um, auto musical blah blah yeah. blah or whatever but so boys i'm gonna call you boys because you are <laughs> younger than me by a substantial amount um 10 songs one hour <laughs> and 11 yeah. minutes hey, hey. so if i was to not enjoy this album and i have to listen to it on multiple occasions <laughs> and it's going to take me over an hour which is more than the most tv episodes i watch <laughs> it's a plucky choice from you guys to say 10 songs warrants over an hour of these fine people's time <laughs> i take the gamble yeah, yeah. take the gamble yeah. okay well let's get into it let's see, Espe- let's especially see. when there's a couple like the opening song my boy is only three minutes yeah and then the stop smoking straight after the big second one is only a minute and a half yeah. so it's like this there's a few short songs in there which just makes the other ones even longer yeah so boot, can we talk about beach in uh, beach life, beach in, life death. in death yeah quote, quote unquote the first single Except there's no way they actually released this as a single <laughs> in any way, shape. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. maybe it got uploaded to Spotify or something, but you don't put this on a CD or send it to radio stations yeah. or any of the stuff that you would normally associate with a single. <laughs> so it starts with him opening a can as well. Like, yeah. it's just like opening a can. I'm just like, oh, really? It's like that, is it? You're just like so plucky yeah. in how you're going to present this. And I was thinking to myself, because I'd never heard it before. Um, I appreciated the oohs and ahs in My Boy um, and that sultry vocals and repeating lyrics, but I wasn't sure when I saw that it was 13 minutes and 18 <laughs> seconds long, 
I was like, this better be Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> so um, your first listen of that track, did it feel like a 13-minute track or did you immerse yourself or what? Uh, it's definitely one of those songs you immerse yourself in, I think. Yeah, for me, um, Beach Life and Death is my favourite song on the mm-hmm. whole record. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favourite songs ever. Um and Ooh, that's it's, a strong statement. It is, yeah. Like and it. it is um it's just one of those songs that like does not feel like thirteen minutes. Like I think Will is like one of the few people that can actually um, you know, make an album that has fifteen, twenty minute songs on it, um and have it kind of like flow in a way that makes you comfortable with sitting down and listening to a 20-minute song. Well, I was going to say, I mentioned Bohemian Rhapsody because that's actually like five songs put together. Yeah, yeah. And it's an operetta. Mm. So, um, and it's presented as an operetta. And I would say that Beach Life in Death is presented like an operetta where there are movements to it, Mm -hmm. where you move through periods and there are repeating themes that keep you comfortable, but he definitely moves between um, different sounds and different lyrical content um, to take you on a journey. Mm. So when I saw it was 13 minutes and I put it on, I actually went, is it over already? Yeah. So it didn't, didn't feel, feel 13 minutes. Didn't yeah. feel like a 13 minute track. Mm-hmm. Like my attention span, I have ADHD. Like I don't <laughs> really deal with like long things, but that was absolutely awesome. So it opens mm. a can, but then rocky guitar and vocals. Um, I felt like it had a bit of the Ramones to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like this sort of like nerdy punk sort of stuff. kind of feel. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like that kind of, like when he says last night, I drilled it up as various and I thought about you. I could see that in the start, yeah. Yeah, that just had that, it just had that kind of like movement uh, that mm. made me yeah. feel like it was Ramon's ask, which did not continue. He's so verbose. That's the other thing too. Like there's so many lyrics in all of the songs. Like yeah. He, yeah. He spits lyrics so quick, like not rapping or anything, but they're so fast. Yeah. Mm. For, the, for the listeners at home, um, I handwrite my notes and I can usually fit four songs onto a page. Yeah. I used half an A4 page just writing about beach life in death because there was so much to get through. So there is call and response vocals. Mm-hmm. Fucking love that. Yep. So um, there was a guitar solo, which sounded exactly right. The bass was high in the mix. <laughs> Preach! Let's go. So, let's go. Let's go, bassist. So, uh, bass was high in the mix, so that was really good. The rushing drums, shouting behind the vocals, um, which really reminded me of like 2000s punk, like brand new. Mm-hmm. There was like a lot of that. Big build, flashing guitars, rolling, rushing, frantic drumming, effects on the vocals, movement change. Mm hmm. Um, and it's just, and he shouts like, it's like, um, I don't want to go insane. I don't want schizophrenia. Yeah. Well, there's mm-hmm. so much in that track, insanity, but like, it, it, the whole album in itself is like, it's dealing with the obsessiveness of teen love and all these crazy emotions. Mm. And the, the, the song perfectly captures it. Like there's so many lines in there where he says last 
last night I dreamed he was trying to kill you. I worked up and I was trying to kill you. And just stuff like that, which is like really over the top obsessive, mm. crazy. Yeah. But it really kind of then pictures like this disaster that teen love can be sometimes. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like it's a breakup song. Yeah. It's like a 16-minute yeah. epic operatic three movement breakup. It's not just... I'm sad you dumped me or I'm sad we're not together. It's like there's a lot of stuff in here and then mm. his own reaction to the way that he feels. He does that yeah. a lot in this album where it's like here's how I feel and here's my mental health reaction to how, you know, reacting to how I feel and stuff. So one of my, my favourite lyrics from this song, which is like so many... Not enough to love. It's not enough to love the unreal. I am inseparable from the impossible. I want gravity to stop for me. My soul yearns for a fugitive from the laws of nature. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we said lyrics on it. so yeah. cool. We said we hated humans. We wanted to be human. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Repeated, love that line. Repeated yeah. harmonies <laughs> in there. Sexy guitar strumming, full band with more O's and O's. Um, and then so it's like it's impossible to describe in the way we normally describe it because it's this mammoth yeah, construction right. thing like there it was, just defies description there was a thing that um, yeah that, um, there's like a long passage that is much quicker by him but a book of Aubrey Beardsley uh, corrupted me my youth and now I'm trapped inside my youth and you're in love with late stage youth thank god for the little things and fuck god that they're little things I am yeah <laughs> and I was just like that's <laughs> such a powerful big statement yeah. it's such a short space of time mm-hmm. and it started with Aubrey Beardsley who is an incredible Art Nouveau artist by the way friends with, friends with Oscar Wilde and I have an Aubrey Beardsley mug. Um, and so I was just like, you're quoting like a, someone that died in 1898, mm. an obscure artist, well, not obscure, but yeah, um, like saying that Aubrey Beardsley has corrupted your youth, you're stuck in youth, you love my youth, oh, fuck this, and fuck God. And it was just like all that stuff, mm. all that stuff in one thing. And yeah. I was like... Frantic, I tried. I had to pause the track because yeah. I couldn't write it down quick enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it's yeah. insane. Then there is a drum and bass moment. Mm-hmm. Where did that come from? <laughs> he just dropped DMB into this epic anthem, um, but then it's really brief um, with more like indie vocals and frantic repeating lyrics with full band and then. The last four seconds is just electro. Mm. Like, what, what, what? Yeah. Like, you <laughs> wrote all of that? Like, <laughs> it just blew my absolute mind, and I can see why it's one of your favourite songs of all time. Yeah, mm. yeah. Oh, it's just, I could, uh, like, whenever I have a, like, you know, uh, semi-long drive, I'm putting that song on, and it nice. just makes it that much quicker. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I think I'm... Um, my equivalent of that is the one on the the Teens of Denial, so the Ballad of Costa Concordia. Yeah, that sixteen yeah. minute mammoth song. construction yeah. is just like that's my version of that. I've just put it on, just blissing out sixteen minutes, singing along the whole thing. It's yeah, really cool. Yeah, yeah. And there's 
uh-ohs. There's uh-ohs. Mm. Uh-ohs. And there's But that's the thing. Like, it's a 16-minute song. He did everything. <laughs> he got everything. He's got, a, he's got everything All the bits. And it's like, you listen to that song, and sometimes you listen to really long songs, and you're like, oh, maybe you could have shortened that. I, I don't think there's any of that you could have shortened. Mm. No, well, he does a mixture of long prose, like I just said, yeah. and then he'll do short, sharp, repeating lyrics. Yeah, mm. and um, he mixes it up depending on the mood of that particular like instrumental sound. Yeah, um, and he obviously uses his voice as another instrument to the um, music. He mm. doesn't just sing along; he has perfect melodies that complement the melodies yeah. of the mm. guitar and of the bass, and when the piano comes yeah. in and stuff. Has anyone ever done um, King Crimson in the chord of the Crimson? Okay. No, no, no just, just that yet. using that as an example. I love that album, by the way. But the only reason I wouldn't say it was flawless is because of Moonchild, which is a really long oh, song. Yeah. They have this real staticky thing at the end, and sometimes I feel like when an artist has like a super long song, there'll be something in there which usually like serves a purpose in their mind. For me, sometimes that doesn't necessarily hit as much. But mm. yeah, I feel like in all of Will Toledo's songs, and especially in this album. They're long, but like every moment is so important to yeah. what yeah, the song is. And the whole thing's are carefully constructed, not just yeah. long for the sake yeah. of being long. Because I listen yeah. to Rush, yeah. and Rush had some really fucking long songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm like, no, it's just a seven minute Neil Peart solo. Yeah. Um, and that's <laughs> yeah, all, that's all yeah. the song is. And yeah. then there's a first chorus at yeah. the beginning and end of that. But yeah, yeah but this has purpose. No, I, f- I feel this, terrible yeah, for calling this, that King Crimson. No, no, so no, we still love you, King Crimson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we still love you, King Crimson. It's yeah. like not everyone makes perfect records. Yeah. And not everyone can do long songs mm. and get yeah. away with it. And to write this when you are a plucky, complicated, yeah. hormonal Teen. teenager. Yeah. Close my mind, yeah. That's why I still home. can't wrap my head around is how yeah. <laughs> young he was when he wrote it. I yeah. remember they um I was looking I was looking into it a bit just in this album and he uh will did a reddit like ama mm-hmm. um randomly and uh one of the questions was just oh how the hell do you write um such long songs like all the time and how do you make it uh work and he just said oh like you know you just you just make one like melody and then you just like kind of see where that goes and then you just make another one and you just kind mm. of put it all together and it's like fuck you man uh, like, yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that easy like yeah. it's just that I always do get a vibe from their songs that it's yeah it's like he started he starts a lot of stuff with jam sessions like I'm just going to yeah. play a melody and then we're going to expand on the melody and then eventually it'll turn into a real song but it, it starts its life as a thing where he's just going to add random bits onto it and yeah. it up on to see how it goes it really reminds me of jazz composers mm-hmm. so in jazz where you have like people jamming in a movement but then like there'll just be one click of a snare drum and everyone knows that they need to drop and leave it mm. to the clarinet yeah. and that's what they'll do And but that's like a group of people collaborating but we'll just when I'm going to write the guitar line as a bass for this one or I'm going to write the bass line as the bass for this one which he's done Mm -hmm. like in some of the tracks he's literally the prominent instrument is the bass melody that he sings over Mm -hmm. Um, and then he's like I should probably have a bit of guitar in here 
Um, <laughs> and it's like, who does that? Yeah, yeah. Like, who writes a song that way? Um, nah, and then he's like, oh, by the way, I'm also really good at drums. Yeah. So <laughs> I was thinking about having an entire song, which is based around being a really good drummer. So I'm going to do that and add the other instruments and everything's going to sound really fucking polished. Um, and um, if I'm spitting into the microphone, it's partly jealousy and partly <laughs> actual spite. Yeah. So... In case you were wondering, this isn't his only long song on this album either. This is he bookends them with the album with two the, the two mammoth constructions. So the it's famous prophets. Famous prophets. Yeah. Sixteen minutes ten. Yeah. So this one, because it's got a little bit of stuff at the end of it, so it's not quite as like consistent music yeah. all the way through. It's got a bit of an outro thing to it. But it but starts yeah, with lots of different sections, repeated refrains, big pop offs, cut right back for a couple of minutes, then bring them yeah. all back in again. Just that same construction of like. Yeah, almost like a jam band to start off and just see how it goes. It was starting with just bass fuzz. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, like, sorry, not bass fuzz, like bass line, but with a fuzzy pedal, yeah. like a muff or something. Yeah. Um, and then the vocals don't come in for 30 seconds of that. The drums don't come in for another minute and they're really minimal. And they play an opposition rhythm to the bass and then the full band, I said full band in quotations because I wasn't sure like, mm-hmm. that they were about, um, come in at minute 30 with dreamy guitars for like 30 and then it drops back again to the layered vocals. Yeah. What, yeah. like, construction um, <laughs> does a young person write this? And then it goes really big at 3.45, drops at 5.30 to uh, bass and minimal guitar plucks with vocals then just a few hi-hats builds to 8.30 repeating choral with frantic shouting it sounded like cursive with less venom piano yeah. heart just out, of, just out of nowhere just like yeah. I don't think there's any piano on any of the other songs so yeah. just yeah, yeah. randomly this song just cuts out everything <laughs> and it's suddenly just a piano yeah, like, yeah. So what the hell piano and then um, quotes from a movie called All Summer in a Day by Ruth Mullen about love um, and so and there are two quotes in there so one at around that um, 10 minute mark and one which is the outro so a sample from the movie but in it um, there's like yelling a huge onslaught of all instruments um, and then there are lyrics don't get too impressed and i was like that's really kind of like don't put me on a pedestal yeah so he repeats he also repeats the line so we didn't talk about it but in the first song or the second song he talks about um the ocean wash over your grave the ocean wash open your grave Mm. and then he repeats that like that's the end of the song is that those two lines repeated like 10 times or something yeah and then he repeats that line again in this song so that's where that that real bookend effect of like yeah not only are these two songs mammoth on their own they're kind of constructed together Mm. like in like to be partners he has a um similar well in the third song i think it is on the album stop smoking we love you he, obviously, the whole song is "Stop yeah. smoking, we love you." Stop smoking, we love you. We don't you, want you to die. <laughs> yeah, you go on to track number eight, "High to Death," where he says, "Keep smoking, we love you. Mm. Keep smoking, no, keep yeah. smoking. I still love you, but I don't want to die." So 
But basically, it's kind of... I feel like the whole album is... That first half is that obsessive love and it's like pouring it out, this kind of teenage angst. And then the end half of the album, it's almost like this realisation that it's kind of over and it's like done. Yeah. Well, the name of the album comes from Famous Prophets with the sample from the movie where she says, for now we only see reflection as in a mirror, then we shall see face to face. So the first version of this album was called Twin Fantasy Face to Face. And then when they re-released it on Matador, they decided to call it Mirror to Mirror, still in reference to that one quote. So he must love that movie is it that i don't know if it's that way around or if this one's face to face and the first one this was one's face to face. oh this one's face to face oh yeah. sorry I that's got, all good got me it's, hard, it's hard because their covers are basically identical yeah and yeah, like just much. a slight tweak to the graphic and then yeah. the, the names are identical like names it's just are, yep it's hard to put all this stuff together i um, know he's a complicated man he's complicated. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, a bit of an understatement yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah. but then it leads in so you leave famous prophet with um like this quote from the movie and it's all kind of hissy as if it's on a VHS or something yeah. like that. And the text is from Corinthians one thirteen as well. Oh, so it's, it's, a, a, it's a Bible quote that she's saying. Oh, sweet. I had to read from Corinthians at my brother's wedding <laughs> and I wasn't smited, so <laughs> we're all good. Um, but then it moves into Twin Fantasy, the final track, Organ. Mm-hmm. There's just It starts with organ. So you've just left a movie quote and we're leading into organ before the vocals start. And I'm like, where did this come from? You've only yeah. just started using the organ as yeah. well. We had a surprise piano earlier, and now you've got an organ. And now I'm pretty sure you can play them as well. Mm-hmm. So even if you've got other musicians to play it on this Oh, yeah, record, so he can... Yeah, I have no doubt he can do yeah. everything that happened on this album. It was just more about not having to do that workload, I guess. And he has a slow drawl vocals mm. on that with big layers and sound like for an epic ending. Yeah. A seven minute track. Yeah. And it felt like a breakup song. I kinda like how well the first line is my boy, we don't see each other much and it says we won't be alone again. And it kind of like starts off in like almost this positive sense, but as this obsession overtakes him throughout the album mm. and you eventually have this crash. And then it comes down to the final song where the starting line is, I haven't looked at the sun in so long, I've forgotten how much it hurts you, which I kind of see as him facing reality now and just being like, it's obviously just blasted him. Like mm. he's been hiding yeah. in the room for yeah. however long. And but it, yeah, I, I feel like it's really, the whole album is such a like brain wreck of love. Yeah, have you yeah, got any I, other songs you definitely, your like real favourites you want to mention? You there's talk about? one song, I think it might be, I'm not sure if it's bodies or cute things. So bodies is kind of the digital drums and the mod rocks or something yeah. open. Loopy guitars, drum machines with electric guitar lines. And it's got that section where he says, is it the chorus yet? No, it's just the building of the verse. So when the chorus <laughs> does come, it'll be more rewarding. Yeah. Nice. And, that, <laughs> and I'm like, that's just written by someone who's yeah. too smart. Yeah, nerd, big nerd. Uh, big nerd at yeah. music. But, um, Who just knows how to write a pop song. Just the yeah. short one is, um, there's no devil on one shoulder and angel on the other. They're just two normal people. Yeah. Like, I just love that imagery of like, they're not, like, it's not like, oh, I'm being tempted, or I'm being saved, whatever. It's like, they're just people who want things from Yeah, you. yeah, yeah. And the, the other thing I love in the track listing is how it goes from bodies is don't you realise our bodies could fall apart at any, which is kind of like... Mm-hmm. Like very existential dread. Yeah. Crash, we were lovers 
No, we were train wrecks until we crashed into each other. I forget which song that's from. But I'm pretty sure it's one of the earlier tracks. But then, so it basically has this romantic, one of the more romantic songs you'd say that isn't too, would be Bodies. And you go on a cute thing. He starts it off with, I got so fucking romantic. I apologize. Let me light your cigarette. Which is like coming from Bodies. He's like, oh, my bad. I just got too romantic, <laughs> which I think is so cool. Yeah. I thought, yeah. I wrote literally lyric Bodies. I got so fucking romantic. I apologize. Yeah. Like, I. I get that so much where I'm just like, I totally like love bomb my partner <laughs> and he's like, can you not? Yeah. Like, yeah. Can you rein it in just a little bit? And I'm yeah. just like, like, yeah, it's. But also in your scenario, like it's at least fiance and gay. So love yeah. bomb isn't so bad as bad. Whereas I feel like with him, it's a, sometimes might be, he's going way in on a relationship yeah, that the person's yeah. like just getting yeah. started on sort of thing. Like yeah. it's, yeah. But then he also sings, he died with an explosion of mixed media and poorly written reviews. Yeah, lyric buddies on that one too. Yeah, yeah. and I yeah. thought that was really awesome. It's just like he's That's already, it. by 19, with his prolific catalogue, he's already so fucking jaded. Yeah, because yeah. he goes, and some stammering drunk who tried to tell him how good his shit was, this is some good shit, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's, already sick, he's already sick of his audience. He's already like, not playing shows. Like, it's, yeah. yeah. So cute thing also references Anna N from They Might Be Giants, which is yes. always, always cool to see a They Might Be Giants reference. Yeah, because They Might Be Giants are really fun and yeah. they write songs for adults and kids. Yes, but like that thing of like, oh, he might be, you know, do we get that vibe from him that he's too nerdy, he's too cool for school sort of stuff. But um, then he's just like, no, I like this fun band called Anna N, called They Might Be Giants and Anna N, and, you know, they're, they're part yeah. of his history yeah. that he's drawing off to make yeah. these crazy songs. Because it pairs back to the opening just electric guitar vocals mm -hmm. and then there's a rolling outro as yes. well in cute thing and that's only like three minutes 39 so that's oh, like cute yeah. things well, five, 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 yeah, sorry, no. my handwriting yeah yeah um, <laughs> that's, why, that's definitely why I type my notes because yeah you who, knows, who knows what I would get I you had a quote for us yeah similar to that thing in cute thing where he says that's some, that's some good shit man is where he is in teens denial which is destroyed by hippie flowers the first song I got into is in verse 2 he said that guy I kind of hate is here. Should not have had that last. Then he pauses. He goes, whoa, hit a DMT. Where it's kind of like he's in the moment and he's just had this like hit of DMT. And I think those little things that he puts in where he kind of almost is playing a character in the songs. And he's like, he's like 18 when he writes that. Like, yeah. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Insane. Yeah. And just like. He's just the, like, man, I'm going to have like, yeah. an experience where I'm at one with the world with drugs yeah. for like 10 yeah. minutes yeah, max. It's like destroyed by hippie powers. Like to me, is like I don't think there's any song that better encapsulates what it's like to just be way too fucked up on like drugs <laughs> or alcohol. Yeah. And like the fact that he wrote it like as young as he was is like so concerning. And yeah, mm. just, just, just the way he says it, like yeah. purposely doing that line, going like, "Whoa, yeah. it just like yeah, it, it adds so much to it." Mm. So you've not heard many of our episodes, however. Um, I started clubbing when I was 13. So him talking about that at 18, is just like, really? Yeah. That <laughs> old? Rookie errors. <laughs> yeah, like, man, you should have been hanging around with me. My, my <laughs> mum could be listening. So I think I started drinking 21 about two years ago. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course you were. Like, I've not seen a drop of anything but water past your lips. So um, the, that is actually true. Also, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry, that actually is true. <laughs> Sorry, I really man. like Nervous Young and Humans. Yes. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that opens with like rock and synths and all that sort of stuff. And then, but just ending like with a, I think it was a spoken word piece at the end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I love I'm that a, part. I'm a good person. I'm a powerful person. I don't believe.
understand my own nature. Good and evil have nothing to do with it. I understand. Yeah, it's that's so good. And again, that's like yeah. fucking 17-year-olds. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Jesus Christ. It kind he, of... He also st- says, why are you so tense? You'll start singing with love in your heart. <laughs> like, give yourself a break, dude. <laughs> yeah. You pile four albums in a year. Yeah. Like, you put yeah. your... Like, which is why I had the cursive reference. Because, like, he is so... Like heart on his sleeve, but introspective, and also calls out to the audience to say, like, or to other people to say, you wrote this about me, you said that about me, blah blah blah, blah. and like talks about um, how art is hard and stuff, and yeah. it just that it just really reminded me of like that kind of thing. Like he's having the um, words like, oh, in sober to death. Can mm-hmm. I mention in sober yeah, to yeah. death? So in Sober to Death, this really hit me. So um, he's got an acoustic guitar and an acoustic bass. Um, I wasn't sure if the guitar was a 12-string, but he's got sultry vocals. But in the background, there's like, oh, oh, no, no, oh, oh, no, no, in the background. Um, But then suddenly lyrics come up with... Every conversation just ends with you screaming, not even words, just oh, oh, ah, ah. And then mm. I was like, we've been listening to these like happy little O's and R's. Yeah. And then he brings <laughs> it into the lyrics mm. and it's like, oh, you brother. <laughs> and, and yeah, I'd say Sober to Death almost has some of the so more... That was the one that you talked about. We were wrecks before we crashed into yeah, each other. Yeah, we were wrecks before we crashed into line. each other, which almost which is great. at the beginning of this album, you haven't, I guess Beast Life and Death still had some of those themes, but there's still a little bit of hope for the love at this point. But then obviously as it continues to go on, you kind of see it's not very healthy. Mm. And I think he realizes that towards the end. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, we're about out of time. So any other final thoughts before we throw to the boys for a final pitch or anything you guys want to say? It feels like... The way he's written this album, we could, you know, we could oh, do another two hours yeah, just talking yeah, about all yeah. the individual songs and all the individual yeah. pieces. But we need to because it's over an hour long anyway. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah, so we can we can if we can keep the podcast under an hour, we'll still be shorter than the album. It's okay about so. <laughs> okay, I'll do you it guys, quick. No, no, <laughs> we still got fifteen minutes for that. That's all good. Yeah. Any final thoughts from you guys or anything we haven't talked about already? Um. No, no, yeah. I'm all good? good. Cool. Yeah. We didn't we didn't go into a lot. He's also got massive daddy issues as well, I definitely think, which <laughs> yeah. comes yeah. out, I think, more in Teens of Denial. Than yeah, doesn't. This yeah. one's more about the romantic he's, relationship stuff. Yeah, he's that been one through is, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, is, um, pretty, yeah. Used to be a furry as well. That yeah. was, that's a oh, okay. whole other tangent. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, so fun. I do love how a lot of this album is very, like, written from a queer perspective. There's mm-hmm. been no, like, I'm not sure of Will's sexuality. He's never come out and said no. anything, which yeah. doesn't matter, but I do think this album is, like, young queer love mm-hmm. not just like teenage love in general it's yeah. just like this behemoth is what it what it feels like in the moment as well and yeah. sometimes unhealthy as you'll find in some of the lyrics yeah that's right yeah i don't think he shies away from like as we've it's written from a 17 as a 17 year old yeah and sometimes 17 year olds think fucked up things and and you know they because they haven't got that maturity to know you know to know better yeah and i don't think he's i don't think he hides that at all either i think there's some stuff in here that about himself that he really but then uh, again, we talked about before is like that level of okay, this is what I feel, and this is how I feel about what I feel, and you know, we talked about you know, it's not depression and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it's, yeah really clued in. Yeah, for a seventeen-year-old. All right, yeah. guys, did you want to give us your final pitch on why Teens of Denial, the second version, sorry, Twin Fantasy, the second version? I'm getting my album names mixed up. 
um, is flawless. Um, I just think that uh, at any point um, on the album, you could just take a snippet and that snippet it has a high probability of being some of the best lyrics you've ever heard. Mm-hmm. And I just think that combined with like the top tier reduction it has just like makes it one of the best listens mm-hmm. um, that I can think of, honestly. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, one, it's one of those weird things because with a lot of songwriters, you'll say their songs are relatively vague, so it's up for interpretation. So a lot of people find it easier to connect with. It's like one of my favorite songs, Love Song by The Cure. I feel like that's well, not necessarily vague, but they're very open lyrics and a lot of people can relate to those feelings. But a lot of these songs, especially on Twin Fantasy more so, the lyrics are so specific. But I mm. think the specificness and the honesty is what kind of makes it so relatable. Yeah. So yeah, I, for me, it's just, as Connor said, the songwriting on it is incredible. And I think it's the perfect, lo- mm. not the per- the imperfect love story of what mm. teenage um, love. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna, this could be a hot take, but I'm gonna go on a limb and say that. Will Toledo, uh, no one better encapsulates the feeling of just being a really fucking sad 20-year-old than mm-hmm. Will Toledo. Yeah, and nice. just not necessarily being, just being like a bit of a loser. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, being exactly. like overwhelmed by that as well. Yeah. Like just yeah. the constant. Cool. Awesome. George. Hi. Final thoughts. And preferably not a 16-minute song to go with them, but uh, thumbs up or a thumbs down. <laughs> oh, should I go get my guitar? Yeah. <laughs> um, no. Uh, so um, I'm genuinely exhausted right now from just talking about this album <laughs> and there are so many lyrics I didn't get to um, and my handwriting is really bad so um, I wasn't able to get to some of them because I literally couldn't read them uh, which is great um, but you mentioned that he's a great lyricist and I would agree. And I'd also say his maturity is um, unbridled mm. with a lot of musicians of his age. Yeah. Um, yeah. All musicians 10 years older. In fact, I'd say some musicians in general, like mm-hmm. they have not got that maturity and introspection um, to look at a situation and play it out in a song where you are dealing with complicated issues you are dealing with complicated emotions but you're having a fucking blast listening to it Mm. and that's what i found like the dichotomy of it was i was really enjoying listening to this album but i was like doing the deep dive and going wow What did he just say? Yeah. Or sometimes I didn't need to because his diction is amazing. So like I didn't even need to, but I'm just like when he's saying like I'm I'm not insane. I don't want to be schizophrenic. And I was just like um, thinking like oh man, I've been there. Like I've yeah. been so depressed. I hope it's nothing worse and stuff. Um, but sometimes I didn't get there until years later. Writing these songs. The two-minute songs versus the 16-minute songs mm-hmm. is an accolade to be able to know when to finish yeah. is a really important thing. Like, to know when a song is complete, it has its beginning, middle, end, maybe three times over, but it still has them. And yeah. that actually knowing that that song, Stop Smoking, could be... Uh, 
four-minute acoustic guitar song where he writes all the different reasons why you should stop smoking in a particular way. But he didn't. He did repeating lyrics of the title in under one minute thirty. And yet he brought out one of my new favourite songs of all time, Beach Life in Death, yeah. which is 13 minutes 18 long. What a fucking tune! Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! That's what like, I'm talking about. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm getting keen to go and listen to yeah, the car. Yeah. I'm putting it on yeah. the drive, drive home. Yeah. So, um, it's a 15 minute trip home to Normandy. Oh, yeah. We're on. Yeah. You're going on a longer trip. So um, <laughs> you should just start playing it on your phone out loud, like as you're walking down the street. And other people will just be like, what is that? And you'll be like, hey, I'm in the valley. This is okay. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so Beach Life in Death, my dread was completely undone because I was just like, motherfucker, this is such a good song. So I got really excited. So basically, um, I could talk about the instruments, I could talk about song lyrics, I could talk about the composition, and I could talk about it all ad nauseum, but I'm not going to because it's a flawless album. I'm genuinely pleased that you guys brought this album to me because, quite frankly, um, I'm going to listen to it so many more times like when we first started listening to this to record weeks ago um i got really excited about it and then got really sad that we had to keep cancelling yeah. but then got really excited that i got to keep listening to it <laughs> to refreshing my mind again and again and again so um I, it, it's just gonna be in the catalogue of music that i listen to with joy and i'm gonna pretend that i heard it on some sampler matador record <laughs> in 2018 and not some 23 year old musicians in brisbane <laughs> so That's thank fine. you <laughs> flawless record thanks guys Liam Hello. it's over to you over to me I was so excited when you dropped this in the chat because I, <laughs> I know the band quite well and I knew the history of this album and I knew a lot of his history and it's just yeah that idea of oh maybe we couldn't do this album because it's a reap is like no no I want to have this conversation because they're a fascinating band and he's a fascinating person to talk about yeah. so I was like yeah no we got to have it it's going to be great yeah listening through it love like so many of the songs He's an amazing lyricist, amazing performer, and that idea, like he's surrounded himself now with people who can probably play up to his standard, which is really great. So he's yeah. found four people who are three other guys who can play up to his level, which is really fantastic. The problem is, my favorite phrase, <laughs> it's too much as a whole. So you mentioned before you can take a snapshot of any part and you'll get an awesome thing. Mm. And that's what I can do. I can listen to any one song on this or two songs maybe and I'm like, yeah, these are really cool. But I struggle to listen to the whole thing from beginning to end mm. and normally what we do in these scenarios is like oh this is what i do differently you can't do that with him because this is stuff that he's obviously put a lot of thought into yeah. and i would love i would love to have nominated teens of denial but it's a it's the same thing like it's just so much and then ballad of costa concordia should be the last song but there's like two more long songs after it mm. and this one was the same like um so famous prophet stars it's either should be the last song or like it opens really well with like a really short like simple idea song and then the big one whereas it ends with a 16 minute song and then a seven minute song after it and it was just it's all like we talked in um about that idea of like you can have really short songs one idea per song get in two minutes three minutes get out you're all good or you can have songs that have like lots of different ideas and they're like seven minute songs but if you're going to do that, you've got to have less of them if you want me to listen to it all in one go. So yeah. mm -hmm. I love it. I adore listening to it and it's really, really cool. 
but I wouldn't call it flawless because it would be so rare for me to actually sit down and listen to the whole thing from beginning to end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and, but yeah, I, I, it's like I wouldn't skip any of it. I would yeah. just get to a point where I would go, okay, I've got to stop now because yeah. I've been doing this for an hour and it's still got 20 minutes to go. And I, so yeah, 11. loved it. Yeah, eleven minutes to go. So for the for the listeners at home, we're actually on a ship right now out in the Atlantic Ocean. (laughs) We're on a plank, and unfortunately, we haven't got the floor. So if if you don't hear from me in a couple of weeks, (laughs) it's uh, yeah. Sorry, that's what we do to you guys. But you you know you get my smile as you go out. Because I gave you a flawless. Oh, we only oh, came, yeah. we only well, came we'll for George's it, yeah. flawless anyway. <laughs> there you go. Lee, I, I didn't even know so, Lee yeah. was coming. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you so much for bringing the album. That was a really great oh, chat. No worries, um, thank you, People guys. can find you on Facebook, um, social media, all that sort of stuff, Mountain Adia. And I'm nearly 40, so it's definitely my bedtime. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yeah, thank you for coming. And we want to thank everyone for listening. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we are Flawless AMP on all of those. So you can join the conversation, share or like our posts, or give us a rating. Every little bit helps us find more music lovers like you. As mentioned, we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash flawlessamp. If you'd like to back us, please check that out. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you next time. Flawless.